Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tay Radio Marin. I am your host, Sandy Hernandez, with my co-host, Kimberly Escobar. And on today's show, we have Chris Nunez, who's a graphic designer here in Marin County. And welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Take it away and introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Chris Nunez. I am the Director of Marketing and Communications at MCM. And I do graphic design mostly, amongst other things. And I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited to have you on the show um, and looking forward to learn more about you and the work that you do. Graphic design is very important today, um, more than ever, I think. Um, but before that, we like to do something on the show and it's called an icebreaker question um, just to like ease the nerves and stuff because you get nervous on here. Um, so as you know, these past few days, it's been really, really hot and like you, you can't, you feel uncomfortable in every way. So... What is your go-to drink for, like, hot summer days? Hot coffee. Hot coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I saw you were drinking hot coffee. Can you explain that? Because to me, is like ice. Uh, you know, if I were to guess, it's probably like a comfort thing. Okay. Just because I have to have it. So maybe that's more of an addiction thing. Oh, you interesting. Know? Have you ever considered iced coffee? Or does it taste different to you? Sounds inhumane. <laughs> okay. Wait, so you don't like iced coffee? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. That... Ice and coffee? Like, it's, it's iced it's, coffee. Like yeah. coffee with ice. That's You've not... never seen that? You're joking, right? They put ice in coffee? Yeah. What is the point? <laughs> to make it cool. so you can drink it during like hot summer days um no i'm my mind is blown right now dude he's like being sarcastic i, I, I am very much joking oh <laughs> like, you've never heard of my it's okay. okay no i know what it is it's it's all right it's not my go-to but i mean i'm just curious also you're drinking hot coffee in this weather okay but i guess if it works it works what's your go is it are we talking about drink or just way to cool down? Your go-to drink for hot days. Yeah, what is your go-to drink for a hot day? Water and ice. Water, okay. Water and ice. Yeah, me too. Just water and ice. I can't do sweets in the heat. I feel like it doesn't do anything. Um, water and ice. Or an iced tea. No, that too. <laughs> yeah, an iced tea. Yeah. I love coffee. Like, coffee is like, I love, love coffee. Um... But I don't drink it every day, and when it's super hot and I'm like, I want coffee, I'll do it with ice. I'll, like, do that at home, nice coffee. You two probably don't realize it, but you just dropped the biggest pun ever. What is what? it? <laughs> ice and water. Icebreaker. Oh. <laughs> well done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I'm still laughing. I didn't even realize. Um, well, great. You see, this kind of gets, like, us in the mood of to, to be relaxed because I, I get nervous even though I do this all the time. Um, thank you for both for sharing. Now, let's start with getting to know you more. I do want to start off with, um, have you always been in Marin or did you move here? Just So, I was born in, is it Green Bay? What is General Hospital in? Is it Green Bay? Green Quarter Bay? There? Yeah, Green Bay. So, I was yeah. born there, raised in San Rafael. We did move around a lot. So, uh, I mean, Bayview Apartments, Santa Venetia a couple of times in the La Brea Apartments, uh, Marin Lagoon which is behind the Embassy Suites Hotel. There's a few apartments in there, like in the entrance. Uh, Los Angeles a couple times. So, oh. so yeah. So, yes and, and no, but... Okay. Yeah. How is it like living in Marin and Los Angeles? Like, what is, what is the difference? Like, which did you like the most? Um, well, my younger brother's dad owned a taqueria in Los Angeles. So... Oh, okay. Having taqueria food, surprisingly, never got tiring, and I loved it. Like, his horchata was the best horchata ever. Ooh, ever. I can go for one right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so talk to us a little bit more about your family. You mentioned earlier that your family is part Mexican, correct? Or My dad is from Guadalajara. He immigrated here oh, okay, when okay. he was, I believe, 17. Oh, okay. I, I'd have to ask. I can't confirm that. Uh, I would do want to say in his late teens, though, somewhere okay. around there. Uh, my mom is from here. Um, 
my grandma immigrated here from Germany during the Second War. Okay. So I guess second generation on my mom's side, first generation on my dad's side. Oh, nice. Okay. So you have like different cultures. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Don't know much about the, the German part. They sort of, uh, you know, lost connection because she left and they didn't like my grandfather because whatever reason, not from there or something. Who really knows? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Now, go ahead. No, no, no. You go. Well, I was just going to ask. that. That's interesting. I mean, growing up with different cultures is very different. And um, I think you and I can relate as well. Like our families are... America, California, there's so many different cultures. So when you have all of those different cultures, um, it can teach you a lot of things. Um, how was school for you? School in regards to? I mean, as especially when you have different cultures, mm -hmm. school can be very different for a student who's, what is the name for it? Multi, multi something. Different backgrounds. Yeah, different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, so I went to Terra Linda. In for high school and at that time I don't know how it is now it was not too diverse okay so if I look back at my group of friends it was me uh, being you know half Mexican half Caucasian another friend that was Mexican two friends that were Salvadorian uh, one was Peruvian one was Turkish and the other one was Egyptian so we were you know essentially non-white and we kind of just gravitated oh, towards each other and it was just sort of natural uh and not to say that there weren't other people that weren't from other backgrounds but i mean if you were to have walked on the quote-unquote playground at that time and just pointed out you know where's the diversity there's probably maybe three or four pockets and the rest was just you know caucasian students mm. so it's it, in terms of that you it's it feels different you don't you don't feel like you belong per se, but I don't think it was a feeling where you hated it because I think at that age I was very, you know, I still am. I'm very proud of, of who I am. So, and I don't have any like, oh, you know, they don't like me because I'm Mexican. I, I didn't care. I love being, you know, Mexican. So, oh, wow. I think Terlinda is now more diverse. I would imagine it is. By yeah, now. it's very more, it's, yeah, it's diverse now. <laughs> um, where did you go to college, like after high school? I spent a couple years just figuring things out. Uh, I think maybe a couple, maybe a year or a couple of semesters at Santa Rosa JC. I had no idea what I wanted to do at all. Thought about being uh, a lawyer. Thought about being a firefighter. I thought about being, I, I can't even remember. I had no idea. Uh, so I just gave that up and just worked retail jobs for a few years and then I went to the Academy of Art University because I wanted to be an illustration major and do concept art uh, for movies and video games and that kind of stuff. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. The Academy of Arts. Yeah. Where's that? Uh, San Francisco? San Francisco, yeah. Okay, I do know that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, it's interesting how you said you, you studied two years at SRJC. Mm -hmm. You took a break. Mm-hmm. What got you to say, I want to be an illustrator? Uh, I think because I was playing around with it a lot with Photoshop. So, I mean, at that time, I think those kind of programs were thousands of dollars. And, you know, I really wanted to do it. And I just found a way to get it. I'm not going to implicate myself in any kind of way right now, but I found a way to get it. Uh, and I got to play around and I started doing art in there and I just loved it. And I just like, this is what I want to do. I want to make concept art for movies or the entertainment system, uh, industry. That's what I wanted to do. So you graduated, what did you major in? In SRJC? No, at the Academy of... I started that as an illustration uh -huh. major. Uh, I got a job with the county doing a logo. Okay. And... The amount of money they paid me for it was ridiculous. Okay. I had no idea. And I probably got shorthanded too because mm. I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. And I was like, this is way more money than, you know, 80 hours for a drawing at a fraction of the value. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to change 
to graphic design. Okay, so you were an illustrator, and then you got that job. You did the logo, and then you changed your major mm -hmm. to graphic design. Graphic design. Graphic okay, design. perfect. That makes more sense of the story because usually what we go and ask is, "What did you major in?" But we don't realize is when you're in college, uh, and even if you're not in college, you're you don't have yourself figured out a hundred percent that you're constantly changing and you see things you like. And then what you like right now in like two years or three years, it might not be what you like. Um, and so there's this constant thing that I've noticed that you need to have everything figured out. But, you know, it's okay to change and, and different things will lead you to different things. And I wanted to see how you went mm. to becoming a graphic designer. Um, so thank you for sharing that and just kind of a message to everyone too that you might not have it right now and it, it might be shifting over the years. Um, do you want to ask anything or anything? I, I was going to say, um, what logo did you do with Marin? It was the Children's Health Initiative for First Five Marin. Uh, and I believe the rest of the state followed what I did. Not mm. like for like. Some, some counties did. They followed what I did exactly, but some took the idea and sort of changed it a bit to fit their county. Mm. Uh, and I was very proud of that. Uh, that felt really good. Uh, so it's still used today? I'd have to check that. It might be. Yeah. Children's wow. Health Initiative. Check it out. See, it could be. Really? Wow, that's amazing. Um, so what what is graphic designing for oh. those who don't know? Because I also don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> graphic design. So uh, when I switched majors to graphic design and I took the sort of philosophical introduction to graphic design that we have to take uh one of the one of the things the instructors asked ask us is to divine is to divine it uh define it there we go i got it mm -hmm. nailed it <laughs> uh and so and she expressed that there really is no definition that it's very like interpretable and that you would figure it out what that definition definition is on your own and so I have my own defini definition that I kind of concluded towards the end of my, like, education. Uh, but that can vary. And you have to consider the context, too, of that definition. So what is the definition for you? For me, it is strategic visual communication uh, utilizing data and objective measures. Mm. So using facts. No idea what he said. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so thinking about how the human mind interacts with shapes and letters, uh, time as a reference, uh, how it handles the symmetry, symmetry, color, all those things happen at fractions of a second in the human mind. So considering those kind of variables, you kind of strategize your design to communicate your message mm. in that kind of frame. So again, Context matters, too, because that doesn't matter if you're just doing it for fun. Because design can be art if you're just doing it as expression. But if you're doing it as a professional, you are trying to get your clients or your employer's message out within, in today's day, a very short window. And you need to, like, accept that these are your variable, variables and you have to meet them. So it's it's kind of removes, in a way, it removes, like, worrying about whether or not people will like it. And you only have to worry about, will people understand it quickly within, you know, one second is mm -hmm. really what your, okay. your goal is. It changes the goal. I, I've always thought of, of graphic design. Well, I love graphic design and art in general. Um, I started in photography and I took a class in graphic design in high school. And one of the things that I was fascinated by is how the the designer interpreted certain things and and put you know the 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 art that was created and i really didn't understand graphic design is really hard for me to understand and then i didn't also understand how much it's used like the apple in your um your 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 computer um, and your iPhone that was done by a designer, a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. the The water bottles that you pick up that the lo the way it's designed, it was done by a graphic designer. Everything around you is graphic design. Mm -hmm. Is it's um, 
which I found fascinating and mm-hmm. how graphic design has developed over years. This is not something new. Usually when you hear graphic design, it's like, what is that? And a lot of people don't know you can take it a, as a career and become very professional in it. Um, so what I noticed is that it's been for years and years. And I asked you earlier, do you know when it started? Mm-hmm. Um, and we were kind of looking up. Um, but to me, it's I think it's been here for a really long time. It's just developed over the years into into now, like the small, like you said, the small um, space that you have to catch someone's attention with social media, right? It's like mm-hmm. swiping, 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 swiping that nowadays I feel like graphic design is so much more used than before because of how many people can see your work now via social media. Um, but it, when designing or going into that path, was there someone who inspired you to continue? Uh, I don't think there was any inspirational figure. So one of the things that I really loved, and this is probably what inspired me to continue, is I love soccer. I love sports Ooh. in general, especially at that age. And so I really, really wanted to design sports logos and uniforms and all those things. So just the idea of being able to do that professionally was the big driver for me. Um, yeah, that was the, that, that, that's my inspiration is just the idea of doing it professionally, something that you actually love. Because for me growing up, like working the rest of your life, even at that young age, like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. It, like, I see people who work all day, it just seems so miserable. And I was like, I'm just going to make sure I get a job that I don't hate. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't figure that out in my early adulthood. And then I thought about it, well, I can do design. And then I could design sports logos at the same time. I was like, that seemed unbelievable to me, but it was possible. So that's what drived me. Wow. Um, was there any teacher that also like inspired you to keep going or inspired you to do something? There, I don't think there's any teacher that inspired me, but I learned a lot. So that school gave me access to very successful people in the graphic design industry uh, who just knew a lot, worked at very big design firms. And a lot of the things that I'll say will even be, you know, just me repeating what they say mm-hmm. uh, that really stuck with me. Uh, do I, you know, look up to them and all that kind of stuff. Not really, no. Uh, not all of them are good people. Uh, I believe one of them was on the Beyond Petroleum team when they did the Gulf spill. At the time, they were called British Petroleum. The mm-hmm. stock was declining because of the... I don't know if you all remember that. It was probably before 2006. I was like a baby. Five. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I was just born. <laughs> when, there's a big oil spill in the Gulf, right? And it was the company British Petroleum and, you know, public outrage and all that kind of stuff. And he was on the team that redid their logo. And because they did all that, everybody's like, oh, they're going to change. They're going to do well. And it was all BS. Mm -hmm. So there's that side of it, too, where it's it's not used for good. Mm -hmm. It's used to make terrible things sound better than what they are. Okay. So one of my other side definitions of graphic design is to make it's a explicit expletive word so i'll just say it's to make poop look like gold or sound (laughs) like gold oh i can see that yeah i can see that i can see that because graphic design is supposed to be um well i I think there's two i think there's two ways because i do work for myself i do design work for myself and i love it like the i think i have a hard time sometimes like, for example, for me, talking about very intense subjects, it's hard for me to express it that way and talking it in front of people. But if you tell me to take a photo or do an art with it, I can. It's a way to express um, if my voice. That's how I see it. But when you're doing it in the professional side, you're trying to take other people's voices and putting it and create a design with that. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I can see why you say taking poop into gold. Cause mm-hmm. what if that, and you're trying to make it more appealing, more attractive, more so f- for people to, to like it, you know, so I can see both of those things, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Um, one of the 
other reasons that I really got into graphic design was the um, our my teacher she decided to for us to study different graphic designers and the impact that their art did um and so that is that has inspired me to create art like that mm-hmm. when i think of graphic design like there's a lot of people who've done art that have um that have helped and supported different causes mm-hmm. um which is when you said a teacher or or something um i feel like that is what inspires and a lot of people in the music and um you know the the artistic world a lot of them is just their voice that's the way they they express themselves mm-hmm. um i was gonna ask another question because you said that you you don't necessarily like look up to your teachers or anything but you took some of their words what is something that has spoken to you the most that it's a teacher has said my favorite quote or my favorite kind of like approach is don't try to be the best just try to be good mm-hmm. and the reason why is when you try to be the best you're more prone to making mistakes and uh, potentially making your client look unprofessional so like when you try to be good the baseline is hey my client or my employer looks professional they go to a meeting whoever they're in a meeting with takes them seriously because they look that way so that's sort of like what that it's sort of a philosophical thing like don't try to be the best don't swing for the fences because you might strike out or you probably will strike out so just you know go for the go for the you know the single go for the first base you don't need to go for the stands all the time mm, does that make sense yeah, yeah. i like that <laughs> <laughs> what's an advice a teacher has told you that's me with you? yeah um, i would have to think about it i don't know probably none none I don't, not that i can think of has the teachers yes uh my avid teacher said you have everything you need to succeed and mm. that's you that's true it's always stuck with me by mm. by heart i have um, like horrible memories so <laughs> <laughs> no i mean he passed away and then he, he that message was his speech that he gave for graduation in Terrell high school and i think a year after he passed away um it stuck with me and everything i'm like whether it's in graphic design you're talking on the show or or working out or d- going to school i always you have hard times sometimes and even gr- when you're designing you like Mm-hmm. or you're on tay you get all nervous yeah and i'm like you have i have everything i need that's me everything's Wait, in me i actually just like remembered my um english teacher from last year um i was like really close to him and then like there was like times where like i didn't want to do something or like something like like i was just like i don't want to do it or like something like that but he was basically said um he's like you're so much more capable than what you think you can do because I was like I was like I didn't want to do like anything and I'm like I was like I'm not gonna graduate or anything and then I ended up graduating he was telling me he's like he's like you're so smart Kimberly he's like you can do it he's like you're just making yourself you can't do it like that you can't do it and he's like he's like you're gonna do so many good things in the world he's like he's like you just need to believe in yourself and I'm like (laughs) But, but yeah he's like the best English teacher I really like him He's right. He's right. Everyone <laughs> is capable of amazing things. Everyone. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do agree. I'm like, okay, my. <laughs> um, now, what is the significance of communication in graphic design? The very like. Hmm. I sort of feel like we touched that on a bit, mm-hmm. just because I think these days folks don't have you know a lot of time to pay attention to things and you have to again you have to work within that that frame that's the reality that you have to deal with so the importance is just adapting messaging to fit that time frame that's the importance so if you have something to say you kind of have to tailor to that and use graphic design to get that out there so whatever that is again like huge type not much out no <laughs> paragraphs nobody has you know you remember the meme ain't nobody got time for that yeah oh. that's like my mantra when i'm working like ain't nobody got time for that like oh, i'll design something i'll look at it if it's too busy is there's too much that meme comes to my head 
Ain't nobody got time for that. Crit. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so interesting yeah. to look at it that way. Oh, like how when you were telling me, like, oh, does this need more space? Something yeah. like that? Or no? Yeah. It, just, it, it looked <laughs> like it was just too much to read. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have time for it. Kimberly didn't have time for it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm, I personally wouldn't really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the reality. You just have to, it, it adapts. I almost, sometimes I feel like even as a designer, it's starting to become obsolete with animation and, and video. Like, I'm looking at animation right now. Actually, I'm sort of looking at woodworking, but that's a different, <laughs> that's a different thing. That's like maybe five years down the line. But what is, woodworking? Yeah. Like, what is that? Like making chairs and tables and Oh. Yeah. I thought, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um did you want to go into animation? No. No. I, I feel like it's it's I have to because of my career. Like I have to at least learn some form of animation to mm. make like my typography move when someone sees it on their screen just cuz that's stimulating. Mhm. Cuz again a lot of things require stimulation to get people's attention. Mhm. Or a high stimulation society now mm. fancy no i was just i was just thinking about it i'm yeah. like yeah that's that's so true what kind of design inspires you or project no, my bad <laughs> what kind of design projects uh, are you interested in or interest you i don't think there's any like <laughs> subcategory anymore for me okay I just, like i like the idea of the challenge like how can i make this make sense like, if, for example, like, how can I make like an infographic tell a story without using very many words? Like, almost like traffic signs, right? You mm-hmm. know what they mean without reading them. Mm-hmm. So it's like that, like leading the eye around a page without really telling them where to go. So anything that really kind of brings that challenge of, of navigation without very many words. So whatever mm-hmm. that, that can be anything. That's sort of the the i go for i'm like oh this is exciting this is this is great mm-hmm. i'm not pro- i'm i don't know if i'm going to be able to be successful but i'm going to enjoy doing this cuz it's a challenge and it's fun to do it mm-hmm. um this kind of like going back to when you s- were talking about in college um i was just wondering if you ended up ever designing anything in sports uh i think on my own free time i did a bunch of stuff just mm-hmm. for myself uh, I want to say there was one instance where, because they were very like rigid, like you're doing this, you're doing it within these parameters. Like they really challenged you to think outside the box. So you didn't really get to choose what you wanted to do too often. Mm. But there was one where they had like a, a set of words and you get to pick those words and do whatever you want with. So I think the words were like ste- there's like steamers and all this. And I saw steamers and I was like, oh, like trains, like old school trains. <laughs> and like the other one was Santa Fe. I was like, Santa Fe steamers. Perfect. So I made a little soccer team, Santa Fe steamers. Oh, oh nice. Yep. Do you keep your graphic, like your work? Do you have like a file or? I haven't. I keep some of my stuff on the Adobe Creative Cloud. I might have okay. stuff on my old PC. I have an old DeviantArt. Shout out to anybody who knows what that is. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to get more into hearing the how you design the process of your design work, how you, you know, all of that stuff. Um, but right now we're going to go on a break. We're going to play a song called Walking Stars by Ismael Lara. Um. With you by my side. Yeah, yeah. In the whip, thinking of your smile, your perfect laugh, I know you're still alive. Cause I feel presence, see next to me with you on my side. I'm indestructible, more powerful, I'm gonna make you proud. Saying I don't wanna one south. Fast tracking through the gold, the gate, trying to get home or buy. I know everything's gonna be alright. Cause last week I seen you in my dream, and you said it's ain't bye. You said don't shed no more tears, I just want you to know. These sparkling tears contain cold memories, sparkling projection from the fondest memories of my life. Each tear's a flashback, each tear runs down my face like a halfback. I celebrate them, this path I was meant for. Pain and lessons, gifts from the heavens, don't no longer question. They strain my bond, my sons, so we don't commit the same mistakes in the streets, cold game. To transform darks to light, we meant for. To help the spark they shine, I was made for. I am king, graduate, unconditional love is what evolved my wings. This is how I flew out of eternal purgatory. Changing my past to aviate to fly patterns, moving through the cosmos like the Green Lantern. With you by my side, I'm afraid to fly. With you by my side, I feel the urgency to truly live life. With you by my side, I understand we don't ever really die. We walk in stars, destined to rise. Yeah. 
Uh, welcome back, everyone. We're going to be doing a quick PSA again. My PSA for today is that I'm an intern with the Marin Office of Equity, and I wanted to share a little about what the office is doing. The Marin Office of Equity has a participatory budgeting program project, which is known as PB. PB is a citizen engagement process in which the community members decide how to spend a portion of money and how can this money improve equity in Marin. The budget this year is $2.5 million. That's a whole lot of money. Um, well, you, a community member, get to decide how you want to spend it. This gives real power to the community. It is decided Oh, it is a year-long process. Some examples of ideas are public safety, housing, education, and training, jobs, and business development, and more. But if you have any idea, any ideas on where you want or where you would like to spend this money, let us know. You can send us a DM. Currently, the Marin Office of Equity does not have an Instagram, so you can text uh, Tay Radio or or DM me as well at Kimberly, Kimberly Escobar with three R's um, on Instagram and let me know if you have an idea and I can tell the team. And that is all. And we'd love to have um, hear your ideas. And also Santi will be doing a PSA as well. Yeah, so if you are from the ages of 15 to 21 and you want to make some money, there is a paid internship with MCM um, Presente. The application uh, is open now and it's going to be closed until next week. Um, so if you want to get more information, you can contact uh, Diango on the Multicultural Center of Marin uh, website or you can visit Tay Radio Marin's app uh, Instagram and we'll be posting information on that but I highly recommend it if you want to make some money um, you can earn up to 1500 um, so that's coming up and if you're interested in getting a job um, there's a couple of positions open um, in different places as a cashier manager um, a prep a driver a sales assistant so if you want more information on that you can contact sally newson at 415-847-2534 you can shoot her a text saying that i'm interested in the job um the jobs that are being offered and she'll help you out um that is all for our psa we're back with chris um we've talked a little bit of everything and it's been very interesting to hear and i'm learning a lot is Kimberly learning? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning a lot. Um, we we work together, and I am fascinated by learning from others um, who have more experience, who've done this for years, and they like pave a path for you that's easier. Um, but we do want to know more on like how graphic design works and how that process is. So, how would you describe the process of designing as a graphic designer? In an ideal world, your your client or your employer has all their content clearly defined, every word, every phone number, all of those things. Uh, that is the like the foundation or the blueprint of a design. Uh, you don't design and then fit things in there. That's how it looks, you know, disorganized and amateurish. You get all the information set up first, established, official and then you build the design around it. Uh, one way to look at it is you don't build, you don't pick out the furniture and then build the house around it. You build the house, the foundation first, and then you put in the furniture and the wallpaper and things like that. So that's kind of like, you know, the ideal situation. Now in the real world, that's not the case. Like you, sometimes things happen. Uh, it is difficult, especially at first when you are doing this, like to continue like, man, I just spent 10 hours on this. Now you want me to change it and it ruins my, my layout. Uh, but eventually you kind of plan ahead for that and you just get used to it and the frustration goes away. It's just, it's part of life. So, but in an ideal world, that's, that's the process. If it was easy, that's if the process. Was, <laughs> the content would be defined ahead of time. Okay. Yeah. Clearly defined. Not just like, I think we want to use this. We're going to use this, but maybe we're not going to use this. No, like for sure. Every word has been made official every number every contact point every everything mm, what is your process with designing i in in the realistic world i just need to hear someone like 
like if they have something that's due in October or November, like just hearing them say like, Hey, I need this. And it's about X, Y, Z. Uh, my brain starts working. So the getting the idea, I was the hardest part for me and it's probably for most people. And so technically I'm always working because when somebody says I need this, my brain goes, okay, so this is the challenge. This is the problem. So I'm, I'm cooking breakfast. I'm thinking about work. Mm. Um, anything. I'm thinking about the problem. And so that's how I work. And then I just start laying down my ideas, just pencil or tablet these days. Um, and then if something looks good, you kind of go with it, see what happens. If it doesn't, you throw it away. If it still looks good as you go with it, you keep going with it. So just like in the simplest way, that's, that's the process. Are you currently thinking of one right now? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> what is it? I am thinking of the Day of the Dead one. Oh, for, yeah, yeah. You're For the magazine that. ad. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about uh, one that our executive director has been working with me on for the outside of the building. Uh, you know, it's, um, it's a piece of work that he found that he likes from a street artist. And we're, I'm recreating it. Uh, and then getting it on the wall, thanks to pictures from Santi from like six months ago, which have been used <laughs> a lot, you know, in discussions and planning. So thank you for that. No problem. Um, those are the two things. Uh, that one keeps getting put like back because, you know, everyone's programs and needs are, you know, more important than, you know, a wall, basically. Mm-hmm. Like we would love to get that done ASAP, but, you know, getting, you know, program information out ASAP is, you know, is more important. Things that actually serve the community, you know, firsthand. Yeah. And for those who are listening, there is this big event that MCM hosts, um, Day of the Dead, right? Mm -hmm. Am I correct on that? And the, the promotion, everything you'll see, the flyers, the posts is all Chris, the design work with collaboration of many other people Mm -hmm. behind, uh, which leads me to my next question is, are you comfortable collaborating um, on your design projects? Like, how do, how is that for you? Is it easy, hard, fun, not fun? Um, it, a part of it depends on your comfort level with who you're working with. Okay. So, I, and again, it's also going to be depending on who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Me, I don't like confrontation. Like, at all costs, I will avoid it. So, like, if someone really wants something, fine. There you go. I'll give it to you. I don't. I don't care. It's not a big deal for me. Uh, but if I feel I have good rapport with someone, and you know I'm comfortable giving feedback and suggestions on why maybe their idea might not work out too well, then I'll provide that. But it's dependent on on that. And th- and not that I'm uncomfortable working with someone who I don't feel like I can give my suggestions. Like I'm fine with compromising. It's just it it. There's too many variables to really give a. Mm-hmm straight answer on that one i mean and he he is like that <laughs> he's very chill yeah. um working with you i've noticed you're very like, yeah just mm. the world is the world life is life and <laughs> things are gonna happen and that's just the way it is so mm-hmm. yeah speaking on working with others how do you incorporate feedback on your designs i look forward to it it there's a lot of there can be a lot of guesswork Mm-hmm. And when someone provides feedback feedback or a suggestion, it just takes out that guesswork. The big stressor for me for design is is guessing. Like, I don't want to guess. Like, I want to know the facts. I want to know what my challenge is. I want to know what all the variables are. So when someone says, hey, what about this? Or I need this. Or it needs this. I'm like, great, perfect, thank you. I'll take care of it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. How do you deal with negative feedback? Or is there negative feedback? What would, what would you consider negative feedback? That's why I'm like, is there negative feedback? Um, like if someone says, I don't like this and they leave it there. I'm like, okay, tell me how you really feel. Like I'll probably make a joke. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, maybe that's why I said, is there even negative feedback? Because um, there's a constructive feedback, right? Where someone will tell you something and that's not to bring yeah. you down rather than lift you up. Um but maybe by negative, what would be a negative? Um, mm. People not liking your design style yeah. process. I don't know. Someone's saying like, oh, it's like, it's like crazy. ugly. <laughs> <or something. laughs> how, well, how would you feel, well, deal with that? As a baseline, I am my own biggest critic. 
So oh. I put something out. I'm like, mm, it could be better. <laughs> someone goes, if someone would say like, this is terrible, this is crap. I'd be like, I mean, I already know that. So you have to doubt that. <laughs> okay, interesting. And, and again, uh, circling back to me, like doing for fun, you know, sports logos and stuff like that. You know, I put that on the internet. And when you put something on the internet, you better have thick skin because people are not nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got a lot of uh, comments on some of my stuff. I learned from those comments too, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you try to redo a soccer logo without realizing that soccer team has been around for over 100 years and is a big part of someone's community and you go ahead and change it. That's insulting to them. So oh, gonna, in some ways, yeah. They're going yeah. to give you an earful and you're going to be like, what did I do wrong? And then you learn more about the traditions of these soccer clubs and these communities. You're like, oh, okay, I see what I did wrong. So sometimes you get an earful and it hurts your feelings, but at the same time, sometimes some, you, you learn something from it. Like, why is this person so upset about this? It's just a soccer club. It's not just a soccer club. I love how you take that the the feedback you get and criticism, um, in a you know in a way to help you rather than bring you down. And I think that's really hard to do, especially when you put your work on social media. Um, the negative comments or you know, so it, for a lot of people, bring people down. Oh yeah. Um, so the fact that you've learned to use it in your favor is i think it's so important it's a very important um thing to have always with you yeah and you just gotta always remember that in anything you do not everyone's gonna like it and it's okay yep you know and if people don't my mom always tells me if you're doing something and people don't like it that means you're doing something right Mm -hmm. yep in a way you have to yeah you know you kind of take that negative yeah you have to find your own way of how you deal with that just for me, you know, I always tell myself there's seven and a half billion people on this planet with seven and a half billion opinions about seven and a half billion different things. Mm-hmm. And that's, I agree that's with that. life. That's mm-hmm. life. Um, and, and the other thing, too, is, you know, as a designer, if your goal is to please everybody, you know, you're, you're going to end up pleasing nobody. Mm-hmm. Just, and that's just sort of a general rule in life. When you try to please everybody, you end up pleasing absolutely no one. I agree. So, um, so I know you have that one saying you said, "Ain't nobody got time for that." Yes. <laughs> what? <I> mean. <laughs> what is another thought that comes when you're designing any design? Like, is there something that just like when you're doing, you're like, "Okay, I need to like remember to do this" or no? How are my margins? <laughs> Oh. That, is, that, is the space, <laughs> that is the space between the border. Let's say I'm doing something on paper. The space between the border of the paper and the first elements closest to the border of the paper. So, I, for example, I just like to have a nice like half inch to an inch space between the border, mm-hmm. the end of the piece of paper and for the, in between the paper and the design. So there's mm-hmm. just like a nice border there. That that just brought back um, something. I worked for uh, this designer, and I remember I was just, like, helping. Me and my friend just were helping him out, and then he would always, like, be, like, make sure the border is spaced out. He's, yeah. like, he's like you want it to be all even. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, because people, like, people realize that really quickly. Mm-hmm. They see that it's not good. Mm-hmm. And then it was, like, and then it took, like, every single one was, like, kind of like hard because you'd have to like make sure it's like mm-hmm. even no margins <laughs> are serious margins are serious uh, <laughs> he was teaching me how I to do here, that <laughs> last time i was here diango wanted me to change the presente flyer he was like can you put this over here and i looked at him and i was like diango don't mess with my margins <laughs> <laughs> and he he thought i was joking I was, <laughs> oh really i was joking no <laughs> i said it in a serious like sarcastic oh. way like the, exactly. You know, I see you and you're like seem very like serious, but you're very funny oh, <laughs> in a way that like you're um, which is good. I think it's a good thing. To you have. to me, you look like a strict teacher. You, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But when you talk to him and you're like, are you saying that for real? Or you're joking. Mm-hmm. No. Um, There's a balance between being, you know, loose and mm-hmm. being serious. Yeah, I agree. Ultimately, I have to be professional at work. So that's sort of my goal, <laughs> but. Me at home is a different thing. 
Mm. I think we all are. Yeah. yeah. No way. Um, how do you measure the success of your designs? Ooh. How do I measure the success of my designs? That's It can be different depending on what it is. You know, uh, I don't always care. Like someone says, oh, I love this. That's great. I'm, I don't. Cool. Great. I did my job. That's not always a measure of success for me. Uh, it could be... Did I meet an objective that I had planned for this? Um, did it bring, I'll use it as a good example. So Cesar, Diango, Douglas, and I all worked on a, like a slide for, I think it was the county or the probation department. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I can speak too much about it, but there was one slide that was sort of an infographic. And I was very proud of it. And I got a text message from Cesar and, well, it was a group text message about, you know, the presentation being a success. And that felt really good. Again, that's a lot of hard work by a lot of people. So I I think having a goal and reaching that goal feels like success. Like we all put in our time and effort in this and it panned out. We got something in return that we were wanting. And so that felt really good in terms of like, how I measure success. Uh, do I look at something, for example, our social media account and something only gets six likes opposed to 40 likes? Do I really like measure that and think I fail? No, because I learned something there. Like, why did it only get six? Like, what are we, what do we do there compared to over here? Was it, was it the time of day? Was it the topic? Was it the layout? Like, there's so many things to consider. Like, I don't think about failure and success. I just feel like learning or doing better or taking something away from what I created mm-hmm. or we created in some cases. Speaking on success, what is the proudest design you've made? And what was does the process? Sorry. What was the process of it as well? Does it have to be professional? Can it be personal? It can be personal, whatever you want. Okay. Um, so there's an English club called Norwich city. You don't pronounce the W. So N-O-R-W-I-H-C, I-C-H, I'm sorry, Norwich. I don't know why it's like that. Uh, Their crest is absolutely hideous. Like I look at it and how can you even want to support that club? (laughs) But again, how I told you, you you change a club uh, crest, people are going to get fired up. So I changed it just for fun and I put it on one of their own personal forums just to get like a reality check. Mm-hmm. And they were down with it. They were down. Oh, really? And I was like, yes, I did it. Oh, wow. Did they take it? They lo- they were like, man, I wish they would take this as their official crest. That was oh. some of the comments, yeah. Oh, wow. I think the negative oh. comments were very minimum. Interesting. Yeah. So I was like, I'll call that a success. Eight out of ten people liked it. We're good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So they didn't end up using it? No, no. This is just for fun. It was like mm-hmm. a fans forum, like... Mm-hmm. Where, you know, people are going to express themselves, you know, they're going to be transparent just because there's no consequences saying whatever they wanted. Typical forums. So I just put it there. I was like, let's see what they say. Let's see if I did it. Because the challenge was, the challenge I started to take after I got that earful with the one was like, okay, how can I design this while still being respectful of, you know, this, this club that, you know, these people have an emotional connection to? Mm -hmm. Because if you change that, you're going to get a lot of flack. You can't change things that people have an emotional connection to. It's very difficult. That's true. That is true. Yeah. So I, I didn't get any money from that. I didn't get any recognition really other than the X amount of people that said, hey, top marks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably my proudest design. Got me zero well, dollars. We would like to see it for sure. Like after, I want to yeah, see that. I want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, before and after is important. Yeah, I want to see how it looked before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we definitely have to see it. Now, how, okay, over the years, like I said, graphic design has developed, and especially now with the past ten years, I think with social media being a big part of our lives now, that you know, the there's different trends, there's different changes, and I think for filmmakers and, you know, for everybody, you have to keep 
changing and 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 my dad says it in Spanish, but I don't remember how to say it in English. Say it in Spanish. Actualizándose. No. You know you know what that means, right? No, that I don't Is it improving? It's I think it's improving, but it's like, you know, oh updating. Ap- oh. Adaptation. Yeah, I, maybe it is that. Um Maybe. Don't maybe. Know. Don't quote me. <laughs> how do you keep changing, you know, with the with the changing trends? How do you keep up with that? So the past maybe 40 years in terms of attention spans, we've gone from 30 second windows to 15 to 10 to 5 to 1 to fractions. Uh, keep it simple. Ain't nobody mm. got time for that. <laughs> That's going to be stuck in my head. Big, <laughs> big letters and not a lot of letters. Like okay. as simple as you can. Uh, and even now, I don't even know if that's the way. Again, highly stimulating society. Animation is something I very much want to spend some time looking into. I mean, when you're talking about movies and all that kind of stuff, just put an Avenger in there and you're good. Those movies sell like hotcakes. Everyone wants to see the Avengers movies. I love the Avengers movies. I know. Mm-hmm. It's like my childhood came to life when that first one came out. Man. Because yeah. I used to buy comic books when they were oh. 50 cents as a kid at mm-hmm. the 7-Eleven. Now they're like $6. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, that was that's how I learned how to read. That's where I learned a lot of like moral things. Like if you look at the, the reason why Stanley made uh, like the X-Men it had to do with the civil rights movement like it's a it's a parallel between civil rights like treating um you know people fairly like yes they're different mutants are different but like that's sort of like what he was trying to say with the x-men and everything like i didn't even know that yeah everything Interesting. everything is is a a parallel to a social issue wow mm-hmm. i didn't know that either yeah now you're going to i'm going to have to research that yeah. So, and again, yeah, I just, you know, I learned certain moral things through comic books. Uh, it got me into reading. I still love to read. Yeah. Comics are great. What, what is, um, what is the difference between when you first started or when you first started graphic designing and now, like what, ha- I mean, what has changed? Not the difference. Uh, for me, it's, it's being better at advocating at, at what I do, uh, I am generally a quiet person. Uh, Talking about myself is difficult. Talking about what I do is difficult. And so making sure that I know how to to present what I'm doing. So I know the value of it. But letting everyone else know what the value is and why it's important. Uh, And it's still still something I struggle with. I think I work at a place where, you know, everyone knows the value of it. So I don't need to explain that, which is great. Uh, But... I'd say I'm better at that. I would say I'm better at not getting emotional about things, like not letting things like get to me. Like if someone doesn't like something, I'm at the point where that's just part of it. Like mm-hmm. obviously you get yelled at by British people on the internet. You can take <laughs> anything at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get yelled at by a British person. <laughs> probably don't even know what they're saying. <laughs> I actually want to do that. Are you six and sevens, mate? <laughs> no. Wait, is that an actual thing? Yeah, six and sevens. Are you six and sevens? Six and se- what's that? I think it means are you crazy? Are you crazy? I don't. Have, you, are you, have you lost your mind? I don't. Or know. something like that. I don't. When know. they be like, "Have you lost your mind?" No, <laughs> no they have their own. They have their own slang. Oh, <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah, I, I think do. in every places yeah. you go, they have their own, own yeah. their own thing. Um, how can you can designers i think it goes to every, i was gonna say graphic designer but i think it goes to everyone who works in the industry of the you know art how how can you overcome creative blocks or do you even get creative blocks oh i get them all the time yeah that's the reality what is a creative block it's like, like writer's block yep like where you can't think you just, like you don't know what to do oh you're just like it's huh? freeze it's yeah. real how do I, you overcome it i get it? guilt over it i get guilt over it Really? Yeah. Why? Because I feel like I'm wasting. If when that oh, happens, I feel like I'm wasting resources. Okay. So when you have when you work at a place like MCM, you don't want to do that. You, okay. I mean, you care about community. You want to make sure you're you're doing well by taxpayers' money. So mm-hmm. 
man, I hate it when it happens for MCM related work. I, I kind of just stop and go do something else. Okay. Get myself off the clock. Okay. And then think about it and then come back. Um, again, it doesn't happen a lot because people here know what they want for the most part. Okay. It might not be. That's good then. That's not, good. And that might not be completely defined yet. And I'll have to make edits later, but everyone for the most part knows what they want and there's not a lot of that. So. Okay. But That's good though. Yeah. That's good though. How long have you been working with MCM? I, I met Douglas over 10 years ago to do community service when he was, when he had the, the, uh, canal welcome center in the canal, mm-hmm. the garage, uh, he had me design something. I don't even remember what it was. I was in college at the time and never heard from him since, you know, for a long time. And maybe the odd hello if I saw him. And then uh, I went to coding boot camp. Ooh, uh, nice. And uh, I think uh, my sister was working here at the time. And apparently Douglas wanted to make an app. And my sister said, Chris knows how to code. Oh, okay. And uh, and I really loved coding at this time. I really wanted to do it. I was gung-ho about it. Uh, I kind of had started leaving design behind. It was just there, like if I needed extra money. Oh. And uh, brought me in to do an app. I don't know what was going on with the other designer. Uh, I don't know if it was the temp or whatever, but there was something where whatever that person was working on, and like, Chris, can you design this for us? And I took care of it really fast. They liked it. And it just turned into this kind of. Is the app still here? I never made the app. Oh, you never made the app? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I've never seen it. I was like, I've app. never seen the app. <laughs> I never made it. I, sw- I did the design. They liked it. And then they just kept giving me design work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so we have a couple more minutes, and th- there's so much more I want to ask you. Yeah, um, I to ask something. <laughs> oh, ask it. But. Um, do you want to make the semi last question? Go ahead. So, oh no, I was going to ask where, um, where have you worked before? Like, cause you said, be, I thought you started working like after college here, but mm-hmm. where have you worked previously? Oh man. In designing or whichever and coding since you mentioned coding. Oh, coding, I had an internship and then right after the internship, uh, Douglas was my first opportunity and then. I haven't coded really since. I mean, I use it in this job, but not to the degree that I learned, mm. if that makes sense. Like, I use it for the website, but that's very, like... That's it. <laughs> rel- relatively easier. Mm-hmm. Relatively, because you're not using as many languages. Mm. Um, but, yeah. So this was the first job you got in graphic designing? No. No? No, oh. no, no. Uh, in terms of... I know you did the Marin County one. Yeah. But. No, it's a lot of gig work. This is a whole new conversation. Oh. This will take an episode. I, w- I was going to say that. So I graduated when the economy... I went to college and graduated when the economy collapsed. Mm-hmm. And it was very hard to get work. Uh, 2008, right? 2008. Okay. And it was... Yeah, a lot of things went into that. I would say that's another episode. Oh. Another episode. <laughs> There's a lot of feelings attached to that. Mm-hmm. There's a okay. lot. Of I can imagine eye-opening experience attached to that. A lot of disenfranchisement attached to that. A period of time. So if we ever want to have me back, I can talk about that for but, sure. Because I don't think one minute is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, just to close off, um, do you have any questions for us before we end the show? Anything? We've been asking you so many questions, so you're so welcome to ask us any question. If you have any, if you don't, then is there something you've learned over the years that you would like to share with everyone who's watching? If you don't know what you want to do, get yourself a library card and go to LinkedIn Learning and you can learn anything you want for free. Don't go into debt until you're ready to commit to something for school. That is my recommendation. Oh, is that an app? No, uh, LinkedIn Learning is what Linda Learning, Linda.com is, but LinkedIn bought them out. And so you can learn anything you want to learn from professionals on there. If you are, I, I took out massive debt to go to school and I, in a way, I sort of regret it. And, but we live in the information age and here in Marin County, if you get a library card, you get LinkedIn Learning for free. You can learn whatever you want for free and get an idea of whether or not it works for you. Ooh, ooh, that so, sounds nice. I'm going to do great that. resource for ooh. anybody in this community to use. Like before you commit that amount of money, know that mm-hmm. that's what you want to do. 
Well, thank you so much for being here. And I really do love that advice. So yeah. I do agree. College can be very uh, useful, um, but you need to know like. Yeah. And I said it's okay it to be expensive. Yeah. It's very expensive. So we're out of time. Thank you so much for everyone for watching. Thank you, Chris. We hope to have you again. And remember, we're always here every Friday at 4 p.m. Um, thank you so much. Have a wonderful Friday. We'll see you guys next time. Thank Bye. you. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. -bye.